Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. I've been ridiculed, arrested, severely oppressed, detained, threatened with death. I've been cut, harassed, physically assaulted, stabbed, slandered by my brethren, cursed, threatened by demons. My family, my precious family has been has been threatened with death. I've been falsely accused of the most horrific crimes known to man. I've been hated. But holy God, my friends, has spared my life and my well-being. I am saved from my enemies. Serving Jesus comes at a cost. You must deny yourself, pick up a holy cross, and follow the Lord. And this holy cross can be quite painful at times. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. For over 2,000 years, my friends, followers of Jesus Christ have laid down their lives for the gospel. Many have endured unspeakable evils. Many have shed their own blood. Many have given up their own families for the furtherance of the message concerning Jesus Christ. There is a cost which... Not many are willing to pay. There is a promise, though, that Jesus made to us, that if we follow him, there will be persecution. They, if they persecute me, persecute me, Jesus said, they will persecute you also. Expect to be persecuted if you serve Jesus Christ. While writing to young Timothy, the Apostle Paul says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And my friends, in one fashion or another, you will be persecuted if you follow Jesus. But we could be encouraged. We could be strengthened and comforted with the promises of God. 
that he will sustain us. He will strengthen us. He will empower us. He will protect us. And be aware, my friends, we are saved from our enemies. And that's what I'm going to discuss tonight. The very fact that we are saved from our enemies on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. What's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1990. Lima, Peru is a terrorist war zone. Francisco, who happened to be walking past the National Palace when it was bombed, is thrown in jail with hundreds of senderista terrorists. But God had prepared him. Francisco had been studying how to present the gospel to communist revolutionaries. And he does. The year he spends waiting for his trial is also spent leading 60 terrorists to Jesus. The church he started still thrives in that Peruvian prison, standing as testimony to the difference one man can make, but only if you're ready. So, are you ready? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the prayer of a real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1415 Bohemia. John Huss is in chains waiting to be burned at the stake. His crime? Rebuking church leaders for corruption. But he demonstrates his own understanding of what it means to follow Christ with a prayer. O loving Christ, draw me a weakling after yourself. For if you do not draw me, I cannot follow you. Give me a brave spirit that I may be ready and alert. Come alongside me and follow me, for without you I cannot do anything. Grant me a ready spirit, a fearless heart, a right faith, a firm hope, and a perfect love that for your sake I may lay down my life with patience and joy. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.net. for the Lord Jesus Christ, I have been given a measure of spiritual power and grace to endure the trial. And this has been testified of, and this has been the experience of believers throughout the world when undergoing persecution for the gospel. And it appears the Apostle Paul experienced somewhat of this when he stated in 2 Corinthians 4 that We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, 
struck down, but not destroyed. The Apostle Paul may have been struck down, but he wasn't destroyed. He wasn't destroyed. God provides the strength to continue to endure the persecution. I have experienced this on many occasions. Just when I thought I would be fearful, God gave me the peace. Or when I thought I would be utterly destroyed, God gave me the inner spiritual fortitude to press forward. I vividly remember many years ago the first time I saw my very own blood being shed in service to Christ many years ago. I was overwhelmed with joy and very genuine, real spiritual power. This is a real experience that persecuted believers have testified of throughout the world. And ever since my conversion to God, some nearly 25 years ago, I've been drawn to the 18th chapter of Psalms, where God has comforted me, often with the words from David, whom penned those words when he endured some attacks from the enemy of his soul. And it's imperative, my friends, that we, like David, when enduring a trial, when enduring a test, when enduring attack, a persecution, to praise and to love the living God. This frees the troubled soul. David wrote, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. My friends, I am saved from my enemies. You if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved from your enemies. For the Bible clearly teaches that if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are seated with him in the heavenly realms. You are hidden in Jesus Christ. That is a safe place. Can any curse, can any sin, can any demon, can any persecution come to those who are in Jesus Christ? Your very spirit nature. No, the answer is no, no, no. Yes, they may be able to touch your body. Yes, and maybe it'll touch your, your mind, but they cannot touch the very you, your true identity, which is your spirit nature being in Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. You are in Christ. Remember that. And that's where you can find strength. And that's why you can say, I am saved from my enemies. Do not the Apostle Paul clearly pen the words, for nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. In Christ. We are in Jesus Christ. We are in Jesus Christ. The scripture is so very clear, my friends. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Colossians chapter 3. You are hidden in Jesus Christ. You are hidden in Jesus Christ. That is a safe place, my friends. And you can declare with the utmost confidence and boldness, I am saved from my enemies. And I, J. Bartlett, a man, because of my sin, 
is worthy of eternal hell, but I have been saved by the love of Jesus Christ, and he has seated me in the heavenly realms. I am seated with Jesus Christ, and I have called upon God in so many times of trouble, and I've been saved from my enemies. And it's my prayer this evening that the following personal stories that I'll be sharing tonight and I'll just be sharing a few, will encourage you to walk with God and to endure persecution. My friends, if you have an opportunity, I would encourage you to go to my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org, and I've written more than 25 volumes on a variety of topics and issues and subjects that I believe will encourage you, that will bless you. It's my hope that it will build the body of Christ. It will train and equip the body of Christ to go forward to proclaim the kingdom of God, to cast out evil spirits, to heal the sick. And I believe this material, these volumes, will help you do just that. I don't feel like I'm necessarily a trained writer per se. I don't feel like I'm gifted in the area of writing, but I write just for the fact that I want to get this information out to the body of Christ universally. And God has blessed my efforts. And these various volumes have been distributed throughout the world and are impacting many, many lives. And the great part is all the volumes that are offered on my website, jbartler.org are free to download. That's right, free to download. So go to my website, jbartlett.org, tonight. Browse my more than 25 volumes on a variety of different issues from our authority in Jesus Christ to exposing the occult to dealing with the issues of spiritual warfare and healing. I would encourage you to browse the, the various books, download the material. It's for free. And be edified. Be trained so you may rise up and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, and through his blood, and perform the great works of God. For the days of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ are near. I don't know the time, I don't know the date, but the scripture is so clear. We are drawing nearer to the coming of Jesus Christ. And we must, we must reach people. There are billions in our world that have yet to hear that Jesus saves. And there's so many believers that are so bound and enslaved, they need to hear the wonderful promises of God that we who are hidden in Jesus Christ, we are safe from our enemies. For we are in Christ. I'll be back, my friends, in a moment to tell you some impersonal stories. I've been able to overcome persecution in the name of Jesus. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the real-life story of husband and wife, Jesus Freaks, who stuck it out. 
When God called Juan and Maria to evangelize the indigenous tribes of Colombia, they knew it wouldn't be easy. They even understood when more than 20 pastors fled the area. Leftist military groups had begun terrorizing churches. Armed guerrillas would barge into services and demand the tithes and offerings while holding pastors at gunpoint. But Juan and Maria saw these terrorists as men in need of a savior. Traveling between villages one day, Juan met 50 of them, shared the gospel with them, and 20 came to Christ. As Juan said, they exchanged pistols for epistles. Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Challenge for Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. David wrote Psalm 27 during one of his many trials. The last lines of the psalm are a prayer we hope is on the lips of all persecuted believers. It says, Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Come to think of it, may this prayer be on the lips of all believers. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. wanted to reach out to someone whom I led to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom I cast demons out of and encouraged in the faith. I lost contact with this young man months earlier. Now I wanted to catch up. But I had been hearing reports that this dear friend of mine had been lured back into the occult. I had my concerns, so I made plans to visit him in his home in a small community with the hopes of encouraging him to help him if I can. But I had no idea while making this personal visit that I was in actuality being hunted down to be killed. Arriving at his home that late October night, I could sense something was wrong. I could sense something was terribly wrong. But I couldn't put my finger on what it was, specifically. So I just pressed forward, knowing that God had placed a desire into my heart to help my friend. Upon driving up his driveway and exiting my vehicle, I noticed a half dozen or so other friends of his whom I recognized from my years of ministering in his community. All of his friends were devil worshipers who were actively serving Satan. 
My concerns had been instantly validated. These friends of his were the ones who lured him back into the occult. I could sense it. And each and every one of them was covered with evil. They just simply stared at me. I attempted to to start a conversation with my dear friend. He didn't respond. It was as if he was under the, the control, the chains of this group that lured him back in. That was my gut feeling. And about this time, we were joined by some other individuals that had driven up his driveway. I was immediately drawn to one young man who exited the vehicle without even allowing it to stop. He quickly hunted me down, and while the other warlocks and Satanists looked on, this young man approached me and stood in front of me defiantly. He began to verbally assault me for my stand for Jesus Christ. He spat in my face, grinded his teeth. He was filled with unholy wrath and rage, like you wouldn't believe, my friends. He then began to threaten me with death. I'm going to kill you, Christian, he threatened. I'm going to kill you tonight. I'm going to kill you. I stood my ground and placed my trust in Jesus. Who else could I place my trust in in that kind of environment? And I could I could feel that evil just intensifying. And I began to sense this overwhelming peace though in the midst of this evil encounter. This young man continued, he says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your God, Jehovah, and I'm going to kill you, Jay. And I can honestly say, my friends, I felt compassion for this man and wanted to see him free from the evil spirits tormenting him. So I continued to stand my ground. While the others surrounded me and watched on, the young man threatened me. He began to share how he was tired of me helping people and that I would die because of the ministry that I was involved in to this friend of mine and to others in this small community. Now, this hateful man had withdrawn after a few minutes of assaulting me, and he reached behind his back. I thought for sure he was going to pull out a pistol. To shoot me. Instead, he pulled out a large-sized, dirty butcher knife from behind his back and then placed that dirty butcher knife blade inches from my throat. I'm going to kill you tonight. Do you understand me? He asked viciously. I'm going to kill you, Jay. I was continued to being uphold by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can honestly say I wasn't interested in escaping. I didn't move even a foot. There was no doubt. I was just literally inches from 
certain death or serious injury. But I wanted to stand strong for Jesus Christ, and by God's grace, I did. And I remember I asked for Jesus. I asked for Jesus to cover me with his holy blood, to protect me, while that butcher knife was just placed inches from my skin. God did spare my my life that night as the young man backed off from me and lowered the butcher knife from my throat. I mean, he seemed stunned that I just simply stood my ground for Jesus in the midst of the threats. Desiring to reach out in love, I began to introduce myself to the others. <laughs> I think everyone was astonished at the fact that I didn't run away from the, these vicious, vile attacks upon me with this this blade inches from my my throat. I mean, just due to the fact that the group was completely in control of these evil spirits, they did not respond even to my hopes of trying to engage with them. One did, though. One individual spoke up. When I introduced myself, he says that he was Satan. (laughs) I knew then it was time to leave. The door was closed, but not for long, my friend. Not for long. A few months later, as a result of my stance for Jesus Christ, I had the wonderful opportunity to lead a few members of that that satanic group that was there that night, which was present that night to Jesus Christ. Even my friend whom I wanted to visit that night recommitted his life to Christ. Yes, he got lured back into the occult, but he recommitted his life to Christ and began to serve God in his hometown. I understand David well. When he wrote in the Old Testament, in light of what I experienced that night many years ago, when he said, when David said in Psalms 18, verse 4 and 6 through 6, the cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, my cry. My cry came before him, even into his ears. While the snares of death, my friends, confronted me, I was able to call upon the Lord, and he heard me. He heard my cry. My cry even went into his very ears. I knew God was interested in hearing from me that night, because I was representing him. And he answered by rescuing me. He answered by rescuing me. And like I said, I am saved from my enemies. I am saved from my enemies. I mean, I I could literally spend many, many hours sharing various experiences I've had throughout the world where the enemies of Jesus Christ have sought to kill me. I remember a number of years ago, my wife and I took a backpacking trip to Western Europe to sightsee and to distribute gospel tracts, which I did in many, many cities throughout Western Europe and Eastern Europe. And we also used the time, obviously, to just enjoy each other's company. And I mean, we thoroughly enjoy traveling to these different <clears throat> mighty cities of these mighty European cities. Uh, throughout Western and Eastern Europe. 
And one one place that we stopped at it was in uh, Paris, France. And we had a wonderful opportunity to visit the Notre Dame, a famous, beautiful Catholic cathedral that people from all over the world, all over the world journey to. But on this cold but bright day in Paris, as we were taking in the beautiful views while standing in the midst of many hundreds in the courtyard of the Notre Dame, I was suddenly approached out of out of this out of these hundreds of people. I was targeted. I was approached by a demonically insane man filled with devilish fury. He lunged at me without any notice or cause and placed his rough, calloused hands around my neck. He began to choke me. And as you can imagine, I was I mean I I was shocked as this madman coming out of nowhere just strangling me. He was just glaring at me. As he was just face to face with me, eyes glazed over with evil. It took a minute to realize what was occurring. I was just there, just looking at the Notre Dame. And the next minute, a madman lunges at me and places his throat around my neck, strangling me. And again, it just took a minute to realize what was occurring. That a demon had invaded this man and compelled this man... To walk over work to where I was, to where I was standing, attempting to kill me before my precious wife. I prayed in Jesus' name, and I shoved the man off of me, and he departed. I, I have been physically assaulted before by demonic powers and know the amount of strength they possess, as these are murderous spirits seeking to kill the people of God, especially those involved in the ministry of deliverance. God prevailed, though. In this Notre Dame experience, and he and this, like I said, this man quickly departed. Departed. But I, I'll be honest. For a few minutes, I just stood there with my wife, baffled to what occurred. This was just another attempt of Satan to use one of his pawns to kill me, or should I say, strangle me. The devil failed. However, a few friends friends of ours there in Paris were later on sexually assaulted by a gang of young people. Upon finishing a tour of the Notre Dame, I mean, the devil was at work on this day. I mean, it's, it's interesting to note that I've been warned in, in, in past years by a, a, a pastor's wife, a woman of God, that the enemy would seek to kill me in such a manner through strangulation. God gave this dear saint a dream, which I was in, and she knows the demons were attempting to strangle me in the dream. I mean, recently I was threatened by some dark forces of Satan and their desire to use a person under their domination to hunt me down, to place their hands around my neck and attempt to murder me. I just remain prudent. I remain watchful. And I know God is warning me. But I, I do not operate in fear. I operate in faith in Jesus Christ. I trust the sacred atoning blood of King Jesus. And I know I am saved from my enemies. And like I said, I could spend hours sharing various experiences, and I will in future broadcasts. But that many that night many years ago, with those group of Satanists trying to hunt me down to kill me, they failed. Yes, they were able to, 
to trap me that one night. But they were not able to kill me, obviously. The Lord Jesus Christ, his blood, protected me. That day in Paris, friends, no doubt the demons inside this man wanted to kill me. Out of the blue, this man comes up with his hands, lunges at me, and grabs my neck in an attempt to strangle me. But he couldn't kill me. I am saved from my enemies. And I share these stories to encourage you that despite what the enemy plans, what the enemy tries to compel other people to do against you, you are safe in the arms of Jesus Christ. You are saved from your enemies. For Jesus Christ, because of his blood and his magnificent resurrection from the dead, you have power and authority over these evil spirits. And you will be an overcomer. You will conquer these things. Remember, your true identity is the spirit nature, which is seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. The demons may be able to harm the body of a saint, the mind of a saint, but they cannot touch that spirit nature of a believer. For you are seated in Jesus Christ. You are hidden in Christ. That is a safe place. Demons cannot go into Christ. The enemies of the cross cannot go there at that hidden place. No way. It's not permitted. For in Jesus Christ is only peace, safety, love, compassion, forgiveness, grace, mercy, goodness, his glory, his presence, his healing, his comfort, his tender mercies. No way. There is no way a demon can touch you for those who are in Christ. So be encouraged on this night. Jesus Christ is Lord. Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast, and we're fortunate to have listeners literally around this world, on nearly every continent, listening to this Deliverance Radio broadcast. And we get... New listeners all the time listening to these these shows, and I I always want to give an opportunity for those who are listening in who may have never committed their life to Jesus Christ. We are living in dark days, evil days, and you need to be prepared. People lose their lives. Saints lose their lives because of their stand for Jesus Christ. You need to be prepared. And the power of Jesus Christ will prepare you. The love of God is extended to you on this day. God cares. And He wants to forgive you. He wants to cleanse you. Give you a new life. A new start. It's all made possible because of the blood atonement. The blood that was shed on the cross. The Son of God shedding blood so you might be forgiven. He took the punishment. He took your sin so you could be forgiven. And because of his resurrection power, 
is able to transform and make you new because he's alive. He's not a dead Jesus. He's a Jesus who is alive forevermore, and he reigns forevermore. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. Pray with me. Just simply say, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, I confess that I am indeed a sinner. I've rebelled against your very laws. But I recognize, O oh God, you're merciful, you're gracious, you're loving. And you sent your beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to a cross to take my punishment. So I wouldn't have to go to hell. So I wouldn't have to suffer for my sins. So I could be forgiven and given new life in you. I invite you, Jesus, into my life. I renounce Satan, and I turn from all evil and sin, and I place my trust in Jesus and his love. Fill me, O oh God, with your presence, your love, your joy, your peace, your power on this day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer, that simple prayer, I'd like for you to email me tonight at j. J-Y at jbartlett.org J-J-Y at jbartlett.org and let me know that you prayed that prayer and that you committed your life to Jesus Christ. That you committed your life to Jesus Christ. Because I would like to send you a free New Testament so you could be encouraged and strengthened so you can move on with your life in His love. Your new life in His love. Be sure to Email me tonight and let me know that you committed your life. We've seen people come to know Jesus Christ through these broadcasts. We've encountered demons. We've cast demons out in the authority of Jesus. People have been healed physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Extraordinary miracles have occurred. And I do want to thank each and every one of you who are standing with us, praying for us. As many of you know, I'm I've been extensively traveling throughout the world and will continue to do so by God's grace. The time is now. And I feel an urgency to reach people for the love of Jesus Christ. God loves you, my friend. You're important to God. If there's anything we could do, you please, please email me so we can help you, so we can pray for you. We're here to serve you. You're not here to serve me. I am here to serve you. If there's anything we could do, we want to help. And I bless you, my friends. And you are my friends. I bless you in the mighty name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.